Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everybody, and happy, happy Thursday. Thanks so much for tuning in to Loretta McNary Live, the radio show. I'm telling you, this has been a week filled with awesome opportunities to interview some of the most wonderful people from Tuesday through Thursday. I get to talk to people all around the world. Oh, my goodness, and and, and I'm just so happy for our guest today and our show topic, and I know you're going to want to ask her some questions, whether it's through Facebook, Twitter, or uh, in the chat room on the Blog Talk um, channel that we have from Loretta Canary Live. But I um, just want to say I'm very grateful that you all always are here listening in and tuning in. But I just got to tell you a little about our guest today, and our guest is uh, Marguerite Thayer. She's a writer, producer, and director for Your Late Mother. Marguerite is a natural and gifted writer at age 10. She started and never stopped. To date, she has written 13 screenplays, three plays, four nonfiction books, Telling on Myself, Am I Still Talking, Extreme Low Budget Apartment Makeovers. I love that. We have to definitely talk about that. The Goddess Cookbook and a novel about love and obsession entitled Of the Same Mind. Presently, she has completed her fifth book, New Over 50, What I Learned About Being uh, About Better Health from Baroness Vanita Von Klingspor, soon to be available on Amazon.com. Marguerite wrote, produced, and directed her first movie short, Roberta's Choice, and has created several comical YouTube videos, which i got to see them, because I, I, <laughs> I've seen uh, part of her other play, Your Late Mother, and um, it is definitely not comical. It's very serious and um, heart-wrenching and enduring and inspiring, so I'd love to see something funny, too. And she's a member of Women in Film, the Hollywood Women's Club, and the Downey Mastermind Group. She's also the Director of Volunteers for the Actors, Actors Group in Burbank, California. Everybody, welcome to Loretta McNary Live. Marguerite Fair. Hi, Loretta. Hi there. <laughs> it's so nice to be able to speak with you today. Thank you for having me as a guest. I am so glad you're here because, you know, I had um, Kevin on last year, and mm-hmm. we were talking about your late mother, the mm-hmm. um, actor. Everybody knows him from, you know, um, Knots Landing and some other movies and, and stuff. And Kojak, and today, yes. And Kojak, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> did I, you know how we met. Kevin and I met, right? You know how this um, whole thing got started? Weren't you at the, uh, the airport? Um, no, I was at the Night of 100 Stars, the Oscar viewing party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I met him on the red carpet. Oh. <laughs> at the Beverly Hills Hotel, yeah. Okay. Oh, and yeah. And he gave me a card. Uh-huh. And he was telling me about the play. He, I mean, he was telling everybody about the play. So when I got a chance to talk to him, and he is so dreamy in person, too. His I know. I know. He's but, a good-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> he is so easy on the eye. Kevin, if you're listening yeah. to this, I still love you, darling. You're the best. And, uh, he, you know, he was talking about singing. He doesn't sing. I said, well, you did a great job on that YouTube video I saw, and he was um, really doing a great job of promoting your oh, late yeah. mother. So that's how I met him. And then subsequently I have uh, became email friends with you over the last couple of years, and we've mm-hmm. stayed in contact, and here we are. <laughs> oh well, I and I'm excited. I mean, I really am because your late mother has been quite a journey. 
<laughs> really I know has. you haven't seen nothing yet because I know you know with this momentum that you have going and, and the way you're out there promoting it and got some wonderful people involved, it's going oh. to be amazing. So I wanted to um, tell people a little about that. Presently, um, you're you're staging the final reading with Action for the Play that yes. you wrote and collaborated with with Kevin Dawson, who we already yes. talked about for Not Slain and Kojak. Yes, and um, Kevin was kind enough to direct four first four versions of the play, and he read for the character of Jack mm-hmm. Dwoski. Oh, Dukowski. Jack Dukowski. That's a real Polish name to torture. It everybody. really is. You got it all in there. <laughs> Which took place at Los Angeles Theater Center in November. And you have another reading that's coming up on Sunday, December 2nd, from 2 to 4, yeah. at the Little Victory Theater in Burbank. And yeah. the play is about Maggie who on her last day of life is able to create the miracle of healing for her broken family. Mm-hmm. We have all something in life we would like to do over. Of course, yeah. I do many things I yeah. wish I could do over. But oh, mostly I'll keep it the same. <laughs> and your late mother will let you experience that feeling of healing. The play incorporates yeah. the blend of family drama, yeah. drama peppered with humor, as is experience of life. Come to the play and experience the healing is... Um, your late mother. So let's talk about that. What? What? How did you do all of this? What was the motivation? What was your inspiration for writing the play? Well, the inspiration was, and I'm always very honest with this. It's, it's about me and my family and healing because um, my sons and I just uh, over the years things happen and we, we really don't speak too too often. And I really like to create stories that have happy outcomes or outcomes that I would like to see happen. And mm-hmm. so that's what happened with your late mother. It was, uh, you know, when, when you're estranged from your children, that is a regret. And um, But I always honor the fact that they're adults and if they don't choose to speak to me, that's, of course, their right. So what I did was I created this wonderful play, and um, it's just very close to my heart because we, we're not here that long on life, and it's really good to have the chance to to love the people you can while you're here. And mm-hmm. what's really great about the play is it's it while it is a, a a dramatic subject matter, there's humor in it because as you know Loretta in life you can be in the middle of a really bad situation and all of a sudden there's laughter and funny things happen. And mm-hmm. and that's how the play is. And um we've we've had very good feedback from this play out of the gate. Um, even at the first reading, people were saying how it made them feel so connected and they could relate to it. It's kind of a story that even though it, it, we all have different family stories, we all experience the same emotions within our families and our situations. Right. So, yeah, everyone, I was surprised, and so was Kevin. I mean, it, they were so, everyone was relating to the play, all different ages, it doesn't matter. Everyone has some way that they can connect to, oh, gosh, I could have done that better, or, you mm-hmm. know, learning learning about releasing the need to control the people we love, which is a big message in the play. And and I yeah. think if we and we all can relate to that part of it. I mean, there were several. Um, like I said, I haven't seen the it in its entirety, but what mm-hmm. I saw, um, the message is is so universal because, like you said, there are some things that we could have done differently. Mm-hmm. And not saying you want to do your whole life over, but I am saying that there are some things that you could have handled differently in hindsight, twenty twenty, as they say. Absolutely. So that's like really <laughs> really gets you to thinking about that mm-hmm. and. 
a lot of people are estranged from somebody, and, and it takes a big yeah. person to say, hey, you know, pick up the phone and let, let's just start again, keep putting that olive leaf out, and then you decide how many times can I do that. Yeah. But if you're like me and you read the Bible and the Lord says oh, you are doing yes. it. So, yes, you have to have this. <laughs> you know, as a human, I'm like keeping yes. score. I did yeah. the last time. Well, I always have to do it. But you know what? Who much is even much is expected, so. Yeah, exactly. That's what I loved about it because it did make me think about some things, some things like that. Well, you know, the really nice thing about it when I first wrote this was in 2007, and it was as a one act. And for some reason, my son and I were speaking around that time. I was in Atlanta for a while, and um, I, I had, I had sent this to him, and he actually read it. He was married at the time, and his wife, his wife at that time, called me, and she said, "Margie, because that's my nickname." She says, you know, we both read the play last night. She goes, I was crying, but Jimmy, who is my son, was controlling, was un, was sobbing uncontrollably. And I said, really? She goes, yes. Mm. And he called me the next day and, and he said, Mom, he says, how did you do that? He says, you wrote about things and said things within the play that actually happened that you weren't even here for. How could you possibly have done that? And I said, first of all, and being a writer, I said, first of all, I'm a writer. And second of all, I'm your mother. <laughs> and that's why. Because he's going, oh, my God, those were voices. He was just blown away. And we were getting along for a while, but then as families go, unfortunately, he just uh, is doing things differently now. But it really made me feel good that he got to, uh, he, you know, read it and see it and know how I feel. And it did mm-hmm. touch him. It did touch him. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah, it makes a lot of people, you know, they say they reminisce about their own life. And uh, this, this thing about control, because um, I'm very spiritual and I have sincerely released everything to Father. You know, you hear people say, give it up to God. Mm-hmm. And I just really have released it. And I find that things are flowing so much easier. It's just all good and wonderful things are happening, and I am absolutely thrilled to be able to be directing the piece. Because uh, what I've what I've done that's a little bit different than what Kevin did. He did a wonderful job. We, he did four readings. Is I've added action to the play. Um, the other readings we've had have been strictly readings where the actors are sitting down and focusing on the words on the page. But what I've done, being the mother of the play, <laughs> is I've gotten. <laughs> Everybody moving, so we're having rehearsals where they jump up and they, it's almost like seeing the play. The reading Sunday is going to be one step away from seeing the full play because, oh, these guys really get into it. They are absolutely amazing. They are a wonderful group of actors, and they immediately bonded, and they're the Dukowski family. So I say, see the play, and you get to feel the experience of healing. It's amazing. So is the play something that, because uh, I know you script, it's scripted and everything, is that something that other people can duplicate? Are you gonna are you planning to ever do it that way, or are you going to totally um, have that kind of control over it? I guess. Well, what I would like to do is I would like to uh, get it published in the Samuel French uh, book catalog, which means that people mm-hmm. could lease it. I would like to lease the, the play out eventually, Oh, you know, license it out so that people can, you know, play, take it all over and do it because it's just uh, they basically have to stick to the structure. But then people get to each put it up themselves, and everyone mm-hmm. brings 
something of themselves to the work, even when they're doing right. it that way. So that's mm-hmm. at what I because I have friends on Facebook and they're saying, "Well, gee, I live in Ohio, or I live here. I'd love to see that. Is it ever going to come out here?" I says, "Well, hopefully that's my plan." But in order yeah. to get it, you have to have a, a real production first. So that's what okay. I'm planning. Yeah, I'm planning that for 2014 in February at the larger Victory Theater to have a full production of it. So and then it's taped so that people can really see, you know, what is this play? Because it's it's timeless. I've had people say this is a timeless piece. It could be played all over the world. I mean, the enthusiasm yeah. that it generates is unbelievable. Seriously, <laughs> and it's, it's bigger than Kevin or I ever thought it could be, and it's very exciting. <laughs> I'm sure because I mean that's one of the if you have a good script and then you get out and you promote and you promote and you promote and you promote and so you're living and breathing and becoming the play and that's what yes. you're supposed to do yes. then of course you're going to create that energy and that momentum and everybody's going to want to see it all over the you know the US and abroad but yes. what happens I think people get um, distracted or discouraged if when they do a reading or a play and and they they can't pack out like a fifteen hundred uh, person seating then they get yeah. a little discouraged. But what I like about you know your efforts if we get twenty people there we're happy and then the mm-hmm. next time we get a hundred or we get five hundred exactly. but you can't just let the numbers um, dictate how you feel about your project because absolutely I, I hear that so much i hear mm-hmm. that so much so what mm-hmm. how do you keep going because i know you know you've heard the tyler perry stories you've heard you know some other people how they first got started how people weren't coming but they kept with it and, and now yeah. you see how it's blossomed well you know you just you just hit it on the head because i'm 64 years old and i am a very late bloomer um, and I really, I'm kind of like the people that know me. They, I'm an, they say I'm an inspiration to them because I believe it's never too late. And I think that in my youth, because um, I've loved to write since I was 10 years old. But when I was 14 years old, something I wrote wasn't put in the school newspaper, and I took it as, oh, I'm not good enough. This is for special people. So my entire life, I was a mother. I raised my family. I was PTA and all this stuff. But what has happened to me? is an evolution, and I've attended seminars and listened. And I found out when I went to one of the seminars not that long ago, the speaker said there is one thing that every successful person has in common, one thing, and that is confidence. You have to have confidence in your project, and when you have confidence, you are persistent. And just as you just said, when Kevin and I had the readings, we had as few as 25 people there, and then we had 30 people. And at the last reading at the um, LATC, we had about 50. So it's like gradually, you know, because you do. And I, I would really stress that to people when they're doing things. Don't get discouraged because right. it's like it's like being on the front of a, a long journey. It's a path. And way down the road, you can see the end result. You know what you want but you can't get there from this step you have to take all those steps that get you there and that requires determination persistence and confidence and that's what i would say to anyone that has a project and you know it's it's easy to get discouraged but if you have confidence and faith and you have to be the one that has the faith in what you're doing because if you don't nobody else will and i just get very passionate even talking about it because that's how I feel about this play. It's a part. It's my heartbeat. 
I mean, it's actually my heartbeat. And Kevin brought it is, so it, much. It's birthed through you. It literally yes. becomes your, our babies are. It, you know what? What's yes. birthed through us becomes like a real a real baby to us. It, and just yes. like your um, natural child, how you have to be there to nurture, yes. nurture it, and to provide, and to do all these wonderful things to create productive citizens. Mm-hmm. You have to do those with those projects that you birth. And like you say, honey, if you don't believe in it, nobody else is going yes. to. Exactly. So it's like, it's all I know how to do. And I get up in the morning and that's what I live and breathe. And I have a very good support system of some close friends that are very, very kind to me. And I have a wonderful roommate that we moved in together, Maggie. We're really good friends. And she is so supportive and helpful. And, you know, she sees me with my ups and downs and we support each other. So that's because you asked before what keeps me going. Yeah. And, and that is what, you know, you have to have people that you love, people that you trust around you, and that I am blessed to have. And so, um, and of course, Father, you know, he's, he's I'm just being directed every day, <laughs> and I am just happy as a clam, I'll tell you. If if I could sell the way I've been feeling, I would be a gazillion billionaire. Because oh, you can, I know you, if it was based on just that alone in confidence in, in your project, yes, I definitely yes. agree with that. And I have to say to all people. So did you know of a person? Did you have someone that you could talk to as you were doing this project along the way to say, hey, I'm at this spot, what do I do? Because um, with being a TV talk show host and and now doing the radio gig again, um, there was nobody I could call. I I didn't have Oprah on the speed dial or Ellen Mm -hmm. or Tyra or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Jay Leno. I don't have them on speed dial to say, hey, Mm -hmm. what what do you do when this happens? So do you have somebody that mentors you that's in the actual business of producing plays well, and directing that, them? Well, my, my mentor, and I have to give this man credit for all this process, is Kevin Dobson. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been an amazing and creative collaborator. And he has brought so much into the play. I mean, in fact, the other the, the actors, the, the couple of them made comments. And the one, uh, Roberta uh, E. Basin, she's, she's playing Maggie, and she said, you know, Marguerite, this is an actor's dream. She says, because the way the lines are bouncing off of each other. And I said, well, honestly, that's because of Kevin. Because I would be doing like these long blocks, you know, being the writer, and oh, this is Maggie, and she's got to talk for 20 pages. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin would go, no, Marguerite, what you really have to do is you have to cut this dialogue down and allow the other people to participate in the conversation so that they're bouncing off of each other. And I said, hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always gave Kevin resistance every time he said something. I was a typical writer. But I would always realize he was right, and then we did it, and it made it better. So um, I, it, it wouldn't be the play it is without Kevin. I mean, he – and the collaboration – that he put into it is every bit as uh, as important as the writing I was doing. So, and to have, you know, writers are isolated people, and I've always been isolated when I do write. So when Kevin came along, the way we worked was we would have our meetings and I would make the changes and we would read it together. I would be sitting there with Kevin Dobson reading, we're reading my play back and forth, hearing hearing the words, hearing the way it worked, and we would be tape recording it. And so that's how this came to be as it was because of his mentoring. He was amazing. He gave a lot. He gave a lot to this. He really, really did. And it, uh, you know, it's just uh, that's 
because writers don't so usually get that. So how do you meet a Kevin Dobson and get him and say, and what do you say to him to convince him to help well, you it, on well, your first ever play? <laughs> well, sure what happened? Here. It was I again. I was isolated, and I said, I have to hear these words. So I had contacted the Actors Network in Hollywood, which is a, a very good organization for actors, and I said, I need to have a reading just so that I can hear my words. So they gave me their actors. What they do now is they put an email blast out. I sent them a breakdown of the characters that I needed to read. Now, Kevin was a member of of, the, of that organization at the time, and I was just ready to um, give the approval, you know, to email the other actor who wanted to read for Jack Dukowski, and Kevin emailed me. And he said, I would like to propose myself to read for Jack Dukowski. Well, of course, <laughs> Kevin's who I went with. I mean, I was a Knox Landing and Kojak fan, and I know how talented he is in his body of work. So I um, let him do it, and uh, we met, and we read it, and I did not approach Kevin. He approached me, and he said he really liked the play. He saw a lot of potential, and he wanted to work with me on it. And at first, I actually thought he was just, you know, being kind. I thought, oh, he's just being sweet. Isn't that nice? I'll never hear from him again. He's too busy. But I did. He he emailed me, and we, we met, and uh, we started working together, and... The rest is actually history. I mean, it's just that's just the way it happens. So, again, my advice to people, because everybody m- manages to get the help they need in different ways. So people who are really trying to get their work out, my, my philosophy is never listen when people say, well, you can't do that or you shouldn't do it that way. You just try to do what feels right and natural for you, and the right people will show up. Definitely. Um, that's it. But you can't get those people, and see, this is the thing that's hard for me to get across to, to people when they're always asking me, how how have I done this? Why have I been able to do this? Mm-hmm. If you're not actively pursuing the thing that mm-hmm. you want to do, then the the people and the resources are not going to be able to find you. Mm-hmm. If yes. that, and, and it doesn't make sense to them when I say it. Some people it does, and they get it. But oh, that it does is, That me. is the most true statement that I could tell somebody when they're wanting to um, pursue their passion and their dreams. Until mm-hmm. you are actively doing the thing, what you need is not going to come because you're still straddling the fence. And, and some poet mm-hmm. or uh, writer philosopher said that once you commit totally, then the universe will um, partner with you to make those things happen. And for and me, it's God, because I, I, God Absolutely. makes it happy. Once you commit totally, though, you can't be wishy-washy. You're right. You're absolutely right. Wishy-washy doesn't work. The universe can't <laughs> respond to that because it gets confused. Exactly, because you're here one day and you're over here the next. Yeah. yeah. And and a lot of people do, and this is my philosophy too, because a lot of people say, well, I'm praying and it's going to happen. Well, you know something? God gave us these bodies and minds so that we can take action. And you pray and you believe. But then what happens is the steps of action. Nothing will happen if you don't do it. It takes effort and commitment again. So it has to be the action. 
I pray a lot. In fact, I don't even pray. I talk to God all day. I call him yeah. Father, yeah. and we're just talking all day. And it's like okay. And I, I'm very, I'm so much and grateful. And my roommate is the same way. We, you, if you came in here and you were a fly on the wall, all you would hear is thank you, Father. And she's going thank you, God. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, I'm so great. That's what we're doing in here all day. It's like a revival meeting. I mean, we're just both. We're both in that same spiritual plane, and we're yeah. just both in gratitude. And it, it's it's and that's why things happen for us because yeah. we are always in a spirit of gratitude. We're not always asking for God's hand, but we're asking for His presence. We want to exactly. spend time with Him. We want to get to know Him. So yeah. when people, Lorena, what's your secret? That that's totally my secret. I spend a lot of time just being grateful to God, it just is. talking to Him. I talk to Him like I mean, I'm talking to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he must get tired of hearing us sometimes. It's like, oh, I, I wish know. these women would give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fanatic about it, but I, I mean, yeah. he is truly my friend. He's my yeah. father, so I go to him yeah. as a daughter. Which we'll yeah. find when I need him, when I'm grateful, I tell yeah. him. So. I mean, and that's that's just the way it is. I always say God has a sense of humor <laughs> because <laughs> laughter, laughter is so important to me. It's therapeutic. I mean, if I don't have a hearty laugh during the day, I always feel something's missing, and I make sure I do something the next day that gets me that laugh. But uh, my roommate, and Maggie, and I laugh a lot, so that's a good thing. It's healing. It's very healing, it and is. it's wonderful. It is and definitely. The Bible oh. says laughter is good for the soul. It's like medicine for the body. So, it is. Um, it has some really great benefits. So um, one other thing that I, I get, and I want to ask you if you do this, because at first when I was getting started, I was trying to do everything. I wasn't really clear on my niche or how I really wanted to be, so I was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And um, that tires you out. That totally tires you out. And then other people say you should do this and you should do that, so you're trying to do what other people say that you should do. Mm-hmm. So what keeps you focused on pr- pr- primarily promoting your late? mother and re, re, you know refocusing on okay. um, how you want to do it and, well, and this is, when you need to change this is very important that's a very good question to ask and it's uh, this also i belong to the mastermind uh, downy the downy mastermind which is amazing because what that's what you said the word you said my favorite word which is focus um, and that was – Kathy B. is a very good friend of mine, started this years ago, and we, we've been kind of busy lately, but we still do our own sheets at home. And um, it's about – you have to have – I mean, because if I, I have so many different things to work on that if it's fragmented, you can't get any place. So what I do, which I'm getting ready to do it after the play reading, is I create a business plan every year in writing. I write up this great business plan. It's in a notebook about all my primary goals for the year. And the primary goal for the past two years has been your late mother. In the meantime, I've also written a book. So it's like, but that's always first. But you have to be working on something like there are back burners. So I, the uh, play was written, and my focus was with Kevin. We were working on it together, and that was a block of about where we were actively working on it a year and a half. And I had to work around Kevin's schedule because, as you can imagine, he's very busy, and he has a family. He's a, he's a dad. He's a husband. He's got grandchildren, and he's very active with his family too. So I, I gladly worked around his schedule, and when we weren't getting together, that's when I worked on other projects, but it was always first. So the meetings, the rewrites, that was first, getting it done. 
So that was my target. And then we started having the readings because that helped us to fine-tune it. And it's just every day. And now my process now is the promotions. I've gotten to be a promoter. I do the marketing. I um, uh, Vista Prince is a wonderful way to get marketing material. So I'm, it's like everything in steps. Because if you have a project and you're ready to get it out there, you you really have to have an action plan for promotions. Yes, you, that's you huge. Have to. Yeah. Very big. And that's what I've been learning since after the writing has been done with Kevin. That's what I've been doing is learning to promote. And I'm expecting quite a good group. It's a 48-seat theater. It's the smaller theater that uh, I'm having it in today. And I'm really expecting those seats to be filled because I've had about, you know, 38 people responded already and then there are walk-ins and everything. So mm-hmm. um, I'm so that's really it. It's just focus, and um, I have a primary, secondary. The book was secondary. So in that time that I was working with Kevin on this, I wrote a book. I had it edited, and I'm getting ready to put it up on Amazon.com. And mm-hmm. I've also been working on another play called Emotional Bondage that is just about finished. So the more you are focused, the more you can do. Because if it's fragmented, like you said, if you're just shooting darts out there. When I was younger, I liked to write, but I didn't even know what what genre, what format that I wanted to write in. Mm-hmm. So in 1994, I saw Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with Steve Martin and John Candy, and that made me decide to do screenplays. And then all of a sudden it came over me. I was actually sitting there one day, and it was like a breeze came into the room, and your late mother swept over me, and the word play came into my head. (laughs) So now I've gone into the play, because I can turn all my screenplays into plays, and they're easier to promote and turn into movies that way. So I've got a business plan for that, too. (laughs) And I have a large body of work. So if any producers are out there, they need to contact MarguerteFair.com. <laughs> I know, and that's how you do it. You put it out there. And one of my biggest lessons that I've learned in this whole process, well, one of the biggest lessons, I won't say the biggest lesson, but, of course, one of the biggest lessons that I've recently learned that has really um, changed the trajectory of my whole professional life and career has been asking for help. Asking yes. people for help. Yes. Will you You're help right. me do this? Do you know yes. someone who can do that? You know, and yes. so to anybody who's listening who has any kind of vision or purpose or dream that they're pursuing, usually, and I, I will say usually, especially those things that are God given, it's going to be yes. way too big for you to do it by yourself. So You're you right. are. You will be compelled. You will be responsible for asking and allowing other people to help you because you will not be able to do it by yourself. So had I learned that and embraced it uh, a few years earlier, maybe I would already be syndicated. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I know now that I I have swallowed the pride thing because my Lord told me it was pride. I thought it was independence. I didn't uh-huh. want to ask people for anything because in my personal life, I'm a, I am a very, very independent person. I do it all mm-hmm. by myself, and mm-hmm. I will do without instead of ask somebody. God said that was pride, and you know what he says about pride. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a good oh, thing. Oh, so. yeah. It is, and it's it's the ego thing, too, and I can relate to everything uh-huh. you're saying because I was always the exact same way. I can do it. You know, just because you know how to do it doesn't mean you can do it all. Yeah. You have to be able yeah. to delegate. 
And I've even done that for the play. I've got three of my friends and I, helping me. I made a list. I gave them everything they need to do because you know what? I can't be vacuuming and cleaning up the theater and selling refreshments and doing all that stuff. <laughs> I'm absorbed in my play and what the actors are doing. I have friends. I'm blessed because I ask for their help. You're right. I said, would you please help me? And I've got three strong friends that are going to help me do this. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. And it's hard. And it's ego. It's the ego. It's pride. It is it's ego. It was nothing but ego and pride. Uh-huh. There was no, um, that was not biblical. It was not scriptural. The Lord didn't mm-hmm. tell me to do it that way. That was mm-hmm. just something that I've done um, all my life because I wanted to be independent. I didn't want to depend yes. on people um, because I wanted, and, you know, even a child wanted to prove to my parents, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, you know. Yeah. And so my my advice today has changed from what it was even last year or a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Please, when you have a project, oh, ask for help. Don't try it because we're, we're only gifted in certain areas. You know, we mm-hmm. talked about this on the show yesterday um, with LaDonna Gatlin, and we were mm-hmm. saying, you know, I'm really good at motivating people and communicating and speaking, but do mm-hmm. not ask me to organize a church bazaar or do not ask <laughs> me to, you know, Or you'll balance. be in trouble. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> don't ask me to balance the books because those oh, are not God, my gifts. Don't those are not my gifts. <laughs> Get me a bookkeeper. I can point you in the right direction to somebody who can do those things, but don't ask me to do it. So yes. that's what we're here for. We're here to help each other. And you know, Loretta, I appreciate your letting me come on the show and talk to you too. Thank you so much because that's a really that's a big help for me too to get the word out and talk. And you know, I like that you like to you know we're women. We like to see women be empowered, and that's still important. We still have you know work ahead of us. It's gotten better in this town, but you know, it's still good to have a support system of women because, uh, you know. It is, definitely, because when I come, you know, I'm in L.A. at least once, twice a year, so uh-huh. I will definitely look you up and anything you can do, anybody you can point my way, oh, any celebs. Absolutely. Or, you know, that's how we help each other. It takes a village yes. to do these things at the oh, level that really, we're trying to do them at. It, it really does, and it's, it's it's just so exciting when it does happen. And like I said, when when that's up in February, you've got two tickets. You're my VIP guest. When the play <laughs> is up, I hope you're going to be here. I hope you mark. Uh, I'll, I'll have the exact dates uh, any day now, and you know mm-hmm. that it's something you can do because I would love to meet you in person and and have you see the play because it's it's amazing. It really can't is. wait. Cannot wait. Can't wait for your book to come out and you to get this other play up and running. I yeah. know you will do well because you are very determined and you're consistent with your efforts and most of all and mostly most importantly, you believe that God will do this for you because he loves you and you love him. Yes. And we all deserve. We all deserve to have good things happen. We all deserve to be in that bosom of God and be happy and pursuing because these gifts that we have, that's where they come from. And yes, I do exactly. believe that we're we're on earth for two reasons, for love and for art. And they're the same thing. Art is only an expression of love, of the human condition. That's what the world is about. To me, you know, that's my opinion of it. So if yeah. we have talents... I actually think that if we are given, and we all have some kind of talent that's given to us from God, and I so think we all have it. Exactly. And I think that not to use it is disrespectful to God and His universe. I really do. So I, I agree really, with you. I really, agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> it use is a the disrespect talent. to Him yeah. to, if you don't use the talent that He's given you. Because He's given them to you. Some of us yes. have, all of us have at least one. 
I promise yes. you, you have a talent. You have a gift that you can do better than any people around you. You have something okay. that will um, help make this world a better place, help make your family, your community, or your business, or something. God did not leave you out, honey. Whether you believe him or not, that's how gracious that's he is. Right. He did not leave you out. Oh, that's my goodness, right. Marjorie, you've been so awesome. I love, see, that's what I love oh, about the thank show. you. That it's you a conversation. Too. And it's oh, only what is, we do. Mm. We get to lift other people up at the same time and to inform yeah. them, create awareness and education, and um, motivate people to, you know, you can do it. You can do that thing within your heart to do. You can. So, Marjorie, Absolutely. thank you. I look for forward to talking to you soon via email like we always do. Oh, and, absolutely. Um, let's pack the place, girl. Let's pack the place. Oh, for, thank you. Um, your thank you. And, thank you. you know, and I'll keep you posted. I will keep you posted. And you Loretta, again, thank you. Thank you so much. You were delightful. I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> and everybody, for more information on Marguerite Fair, please go to her website, www.marguerifair.com. For more on Loretta McNary Live, go to www.lorettamcnary.com. You can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, and LinkedIn. I look forward to hearing from you all soon. And remember, God did not leave you out. And he believes in you, and he sees the best in you. So until next time, everybody, enjoy your day, and have a blessed weekend. Bye-bye. You too. Bye, Loretta. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.